Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. I feel like if I saw Paige at the grocery store, every time I walked by her down the aisle, she'd say, hey, I'm Paige. Nine. Anybody else remember when a bunch of suburban dads went around trying to act like Tony Soprano? Paige. I would go on and on and on about myself, but you need my dog's approval first. And fat boy. I have more pop vinyls than I have friends, but whatever. The vinyls smell better anyway. The Rise Guys every morning. 93-minute rut blocks all day. 93.3. The Planet. Just probably taking wrestling bookings before where you regretted it money-wise, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, the hell. Yeah. I'm not proud of the fact that I used to stock the shelves of, of porno magazines. You That's know? honorable. Thank you. I mean, it's <laughs> work, working for a living. There's nothing wrong with that. It ain't like— I helped a lot of young men <laughs> and a few butchy ladies. Well, it ain't like you walked around with the 400-pound belly on display with GoldenPalace.com written freshly in Sharpie <laughs> day after day after day, ruining all your T-shirts and blue jeans for a month. I forgot about that. That was. Now that's something to be ashamed of for money. You made money being fat. Like that's crazy. Yeah, I I think that's something. That's something. I I I wouldn't do it now. Maybe because it's real cold outside. But it was wintertime when we did that. See, if you remember, remember back. Jimmy probably knows the the date and time. But I want to say it was two thousand six or five. Two thousand three. Two thousand three. I thought so. Yeah. So uh, GoldenPalace.com was uh, buying a bunch of stuff. Like I think they, they bought someone's name. They changed their name to GoldenPalace.com. And if you had a Cheeto that looked like Elvis, they'd buy it to get the news. Just to get the – they were buying yeah. just crazy things. Yeah, if you had like the Virgin Mary on a grilled cheese, they'd buy it. So we had the idea. Nine at the time, 430 pounds plus. We wanted to sell them ad space. Oh, that's what it was, the ad space on the forehead guy. Yeah, that's right. They, they bought – he put his logo on their on, on his forehead for like a year. Yep. So we auctioned off on eBay ad space on Nine's Belly where he would put your business logo or, or name or whatever on there for how long? 30 days, I believe. 30 days. And uh, the, the bidding went crazy and then ultimately GoldenPalace.com paid $4,500 to put their – website name on Nine's Belly for 30 days. We didn't think ahead of time, well, how will we get it affixed to your belly? There's no thought put into that. Yeah. I didn't write it on there backwards every day and upside down myself. Matt usually wrote it on there. I usually wrote it on his belly. He gave me part of the money. So you had to do it every day? Yeah. Yeah, Matt had to write it on there, and I had to walk around like that ruining my clothes. You didn't try to scrub it off, though, right? I mean, I took showers some. But <laughs> literally, though, when I would get, I'd see the outline every morning. Yeah, I'd see oh, the outline oh. still there. Like it was, I guarantee, if you look at it in the right light, you still read it on his belly. <laughs> or you know, if you, it was if there you, for so long. Write on yourself with sharpie, and you just wash, like just wash over like you normally would. Yeah, it don't come all the way off. Yeah, that's it true. It only comes off a little bit. Jeff's had an X on his hand through Wednesday before. Mm-hmm. You know, we couldn't see it. Did you sneak a little message on the bottom or no. draw something funny? No, because it was humiliating enough. Yeah, plus if you tried to ride on the bottom, it'd sweat right off. Plus, we, we <laughs> used know. to do this this great event called Numerous Nuptials where we would do like a mass <laughs> wedding and we would oh, yeah. let P1s come and, and get married or renew their wedding vows. 
So we had to wear tuxedos. But Nine had signed the contract with GoldenPalace.com. So he's – picture this. Tuxedo, full tuxedo, cumber, or, or vest, tie, shirt, jacket, the whole nine yards. But he had to roll it up under his boobs oh. to oh. expose his belly. Otherwise, he would have broken the contract. Got Sharpie all over all the tuxedo over the shirt. Tuxedo. Rented tuxedo, man. He had some new shirt. I don't remember what it was. And by the end of the day, we were out some event. He had sweat through it. I mean, we all did, but he sweat through it. And his belly was black, and so was his shirt. It well, was, it was just, February or so. It was numerous nuptials. So not, I was not, probably not the only this, one sweating. Well, yeah. Well, wherever. Not that day. Another day, we were out somewhere doing an event, and it was yeah. it was it was warm, and you'd sweat through the shirt, and it was all brown and gray, and oh man, that's I, I felt for you. I feel like this is something he got strong armed into doing. Is that true? I was broke, man. Well, I, I didn't know if you would. You know, I mean, you feel somewhat self conscious at that point, right? Being that young and that big. Well, yeah, but I, I wanted to have. I mean, at that point, when I say broke. I don't mean like I couldn't buy a PlayStation. I mean like I wanted gas money to go to the radio station and do stuff. We was talking about hard times. Yeah. I did a lot of gas money, but I needed a lot of gas money. I had places to go every day for a while. You didn't have a frivolous purchase you made out of it? Oh, yeah, of course I did. Of course. I don't he got paid in Dr. Pepper that one time. Yeah. I, 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 didn't, I didn't take the Dr. Pepper. They offered him a year's supply of Dr. Pepper. I'd take it now. See, there goes that hundred pounds. Yep. Yeah. But he got he got forty five hundred bucks. Man, God. thirty days of writing it on your belly for four thousand five hundred dollars. That's one hundred fifty dollars a day. I know it sounds good, but once you do it, it's like, well, once you do it for a couple of weeks, you're, oh, this sucks every day. Especially if it's cold or raining, and you ruin all your clothes. I mean, you make money, but you again, you're ruining shirts. Is that the most embarrassing thing you've ever done for money, though? Money wise, probably it is. Oh, I know. I know. It's hard to talk. Oh, oh, I know what it is, and I don't even know if you got paid, and I hate to even bring it up. No, I I did get paid for that. Okay, good. But you you go ahead and bring it up because I know what you're going to say. Well, it was. I'm going to point in a direction. You tell me if I'm pointing in the right direction. Oh, yes, you are. Over yonder. Yep. Okay. It's something that uh, (laughs) if you're fans of the show and Practical Jokers, they did a uh, very very similar bit. But I believe the same year, 2003, 2004. So we did it first, Jokers. For Cinco de Mayo, we hoisted nine up in the air with a crane, <laughs> and we put Velcro balls all over him. He was wearing a suit of Velcro. We had Velcro balls all over And then you beat him with pool noodles to try to knock his balls off. <laughs> and he was uh, swinging in the air with you a crane. You crane? Dude, and the crane the, was fine. I was not. It was the the thing that he he was just in, like something you would repel a mountain in, like whatever that gear is. Around like a here. harness? It is a harness. Just strap yeah. it on your thighs. Yeah, one of those. One of No, but we it's have to uh, get in and you climb. We have to point out it's a fairly crude harness where it's just like a couple of like nylon straps around your thighs, kind of, and that's the only thing suspending you is nylon straps around your thighs, basically. He's he, like was, the, he was up at Bubba Annie's right here on Pelham Road in the, in the parking lot. I mean, you, know, you would look up and see this crane and oh, what are they building? And then you look. A 400-pound man is swinging from it. Swinging about. Covered in balls. It's like the tools they hoist up in the air when they go home for work. Yeah, they don't want you to steal it. (laughs) It hurts so bad. Man, it hurts so bad. Just being that fat and all my weight coming down on those two straps on the backs of my... Oh, man, it was like the worst pain of my whole life hanging on that damn crane. Did you get hit in the actual balls when somebody's trying to swing? I don't don't think so. I think they were all up. 
What's a drunk guys with a bat? They were now it was a pool noodle, but it's still like you, oh yeah, that's hard. It, it was the, the the hang in there, man. I I knew that's what it was. <laughs> and that's that's probably one of the worst things, one of the worst ways I felt for you on the show. Stuff having to do in that two years I spent doing Monday night football gigs. So yeah. appearances usually are like two hours. Was he up there the whole time? Probably an hour and a half of it. I yeah. wasn't up there a whole lot because it hurt real bad, and they kept bringing me down. It felt, Bob Ross felt so bad for him. He ah, keep ah. lowering it. You, hey, baby. Bob hey, Ross, yeah. Hey, baby, you ready to go back up there a little bit, baby? I got to give something nice, baby. <laughs> then it, it, hoist him up, and there he'd just be swinging. And then the, the promotion kids, hey, you want to swing at nine for some prizes? It's like, God. I don't think this is what the conquistadors were thinking about with Cinco de Mayo. Probably it's not. Protecting. But that was about as uh, that was about as low as Cinco de Mayo got in our culture, right? Yeah. yeah. I see Matt coming up with the idea and kind of you know giggling and grinning as soon as it came across your head. Well, we all were giggling and grinning. Even Jimmy was giggling and grinning. But then when it actually happened, you saw how crude it was. It's like, oh, oh my god! I was thinking like you know like a harness with like a real like a proper harness or something, and then. Um, no, they had like some scrubs for me to wear with Velcro straps on them oh, and the tennis thing. balls on them. <laughs> that was the thing. The Velcro suit was blue hospital scrubs. Well, again, where are you going to find stuff <laughs> to fit my big, huge butt? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. So, see, you, you talk about embarrassment. You can't touch the embarrassment right here well, on James McDonald. I'll tell you what, man. All that I, I, When I was thinking about a, like being suspended, I was thinking about a harness like Sting used to rappel down in. Yeah. It's all around your torso. Straight hold down. you in real good. It's got straps on the legs and yeah. around uh, the whole thing's in. But uh, that one just, it was just because I was so fat that it hurt so bad to hang. It was just my ass and gravity and it hurt. Yeah. The circus tried to hire him after. <laughs> I guess I should have known that. If it hurt to stand still on flat ground, it probably hurts to hang too. Yeah. That was bad. That was That was so bad. I can't. Oh. I can't sit here and think of like the most embarrassing. Like I did stunts and stuff, but none that really like scarred me. Or, or I think back. Oh, I don't. I shouldn't have done that one. Yeah, I wouldn't do those two now. Most other things I've done, I'd do again. Yeah, most of them. I didn't mean to kill that turkey that time either. That was a was pure accident. accident. I was going to. I was going to turkey nap it. I was going to take it, yeah. but I fell on it, and that's <laughs> what took it out. I was much it? bigger than two. That's true. You got shot at that morning, dude. That was the first time in radio history in Greenville that someone got shot at on the radio, and it was me. I'm sure it won't be the last. Well, God, I hope so. Knock on wood. (laughs) Give me your damn rabbit's foot or something. (laughs) Rabbit's foot. I wonder what Fat Boy did. He's talking about losing weight for like dollars per pound. He's got to have done something for money that he ain't proud of. Paige and Jeff, y'all can just keep silent during this, as you have. I don't know, man. I kind of feel bad about scheming people out of parts when I was running hot tubs. What, many but more? I was making a lot of side money doing that. Stealing the parts and selling them? Yeah. Jesus. Why were we really stealing? It was already on the van. What about the gas in the van? <laughs> were you paying, with the gas in the van when you put the tinfoil over the GPS? Were you paying for that? No, nah, that was the only company car. <laughs> but still, you got to get around. Who are you, the promotions director for the hot tub company? Oh, God. The tinfoil well, blocks out you, the GPS. I saw you sleep in that van outside our buddy's house several times. God, yeah. 18 beers in. Oh, yeah, man, I yeah. <laughs> Sleeping in the van. If your ears had an ass, they'd be kicking it right now. The Rise Guys Morning Show. That, yeah, like it's cold out that's here. one thing that is very key that, uh, you know, like big cities or well, not even big cities like downtown Greenville, like, you know, people moving into uh, 
like full families moving into like apartments. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I'm not saying if you're a family and you live in an apartment, that's a bad thing. But I, to me, if you live in a small apartment with uh, – you're in a relationship with the person you live with, where do you go when you argue? Because I'm the kind of person that when, when I argue, whether it be with a girl or one of y'all or whatever, mm-hmm. I, I, I like to take a walk. And I don't mean like, oh, I'm out of here, blah, blah. But it's like, and like I said before, we were talking about resolutions. I'm trying to be more not so reactionary as giving thought to, A, is it deserved that they're mad at me or I'm mad? Or, B, did I do something to cause this? Yeah. So I kind of reanalyze it a little bit. You have to go sort it out a little bit. But it ain't storming off. Women yeah. storm off. Yeah. Women storm off and slam doors. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Not only women storm off and slam doors. Everyone I've we, ever known. But we mostly. can't act like men don't. I've seen plenty. I've seen a man. I've seen plenty of men storm off and act slam doors. like a, door. a bitch, and I call them out oh. for it. Really? Oh. Yes, I hate that more than anything because my mom has a temper tantrum. My mom. And if my husband did that, I'd be like, uh-uh. You sit down, and we're going to discuss this. Yeah. Like a man. And we're not going to raise our voices. We're going to be calm. <laughs> Because I hate that more than anything. My parents' arguments always <laughs> came from really. stubbornness. Like, you yeah. know, what do you want to eat? I don't know what you want. Oh, you decide. Well, oh, we'll go here. Well, I told you I wanted to go there. Y'all just go on without me. Oh, boy. No, oh, I'm doing a reenaction. <laughs> Down the hall and then wham. <laughs> I know. Man, and I, I got to think. Somebody said she'd take a nerve pill and then we would just go get pizza and see her the next day. Yeah. And everybody's supposed to forget about it. I thought my mom was a bear for some time because she went and hibernated all Sunday afternoon. <laughs> She'd be pissed off about where we went. And they, I wanted Quincy's, not Ryan's. Yeah. I want big fat yeast roll. Me, make you. Never get my way. Yeah, see? Somebody sent me an email yesterday with uh, uh, about arguing and stuff. Just kind of, it was like, hey, man, hi, you newlywed, you got that kind of thing. Don't you hate that? Yeah. When you get married or, or have a child in, or whatever. John Boy's voice, too. Every, everything <laughs> they see, they forward to you. Yeah. Check out this forward. Yeah, but it's uh, it's about the way people argue. And that's that's literally what it is. It's about the way people argue. Um, yeah, it says, that, uh, this is, again, a survey that's in PR Newswire, but they, they asked people what kind of stupid things you do in an argument. And 4% of people apparently storm out during an argument. Bull crap. 4% don't. That seems low. Yeah, very. I mean, I've, I've, we've all in here done it. I've seen all of you do it. Absolutely. <laughs> Fatboy's always starts with his headphones. He'll take them off and slam them down and, and walk away. Or, well, actually, he's probably just going to finish the podcast. Probably. <laughs> I've seen probably. Jeff storm off. I've seen, mm-hmm. I've, we all have. That's a, that's a common thing, and I don't think that's storming off. At least you're you're not storming in, you mm-hmm. know, you're, or, or, or whatever. You're, you're going away, and that's what I cooling off. Yeah, but if you're nobody ever listens what I say, but I won't. I never get my way. <laughs> you always get your way because you, you storm <laughs> off. Were you quoting something there? No. Oh, okay. No. Just making sure. Yeah, from my book that yeah. will be out. We say that 4% of people storm out of the room and slam doors and that kind of crap. Well, don't get this. 8% do the silent treatment, I guess. I hate that more than anything. (laughs) And you know what it is? The silent treatment when somebody's done something and neither one of you probably know what to say or you're just being stubborn and you don't want to be the one to say it. 
So you know what I, you know what you should do? What's Just there? be the one who extends the olive branch. You ain't neither one of you gonna remember. Grab her hand and say, I'm sorry, or grab her hand and say, Hey, let's talk about this, or his hand, or whatever. The silent treatment is simply you choosing to be unhappy yeah. by doing it's nothing a about effort. it. Absolutely it is. Yeah, you're choosing to sit here in silence. You love the feeling of the tension in the air because you can feel it in the room when you're doing that. Yep. So you, you are just choosing to be unhappy and you're choosing to make them unhappy by not doing a thing about it. Yep. And how many family vacations were ruined by the silent treatment? Jesus All of them. Christ. I mean, come on. <laughs> And <laughs> my mom, I'm like, just say it. What do we do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why are you so mad? What's happening today? <laughs> which which side of the mood swing are we no, on? The vacation thing. One time, it, we, we, this is pre-Ocean Lakes. We are staying in Garden City, and it was pouring rain. We were going to eat at the seafood place that had the real mermaid. Mm-hmm. We go at... It's pouring rain. My mama's the last one, one leaving the beach house. <laughs> Benjamin's number okay. four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like Pete. She's like... And me and Angel, you know, well, me probably, it's like, oh, buffet, let's run, you know? He's like, slow down, you're going to fall. Uh-huh. All right, we get to the bottom of the steps. Who falls? Mary falls uh, down oh. all the steps. Oh, no. Now, what is your reaction to that? Laughing. Yes, of course. <laughs> oh, you're the one who said, be careful. Guess what? We didn't go to the buffet. Uh-uh. No, you didn't. We did not go to the buffet. Yeah. No, that okay, was We, we went to, what are the, you know, the the... The big hot dog place down there in Garden City. Sam's Corner. That's no. where we went that night. God, I got a good memory when it doesn't matter. Love Sam's Corner. Been there many nights, usually as an adult at 3 a.m. <laughs> yes. yes. But, uh, the things I remember versus the ones yeah. I don't. Get you some cow tongue, man. Hmm. <laughs> Brains and eggs, too. They got it all. <laughs> they do. It's, it's not yuck. It's delicious. Don't say yuck to something you ain't never tried. That's, I wouldn't know. That's, You're right. That's close-minded. Yeah. I'm afraid. Is it my talk back? The cow tongue cheese is plastic. I learned at a very, very, very young age not to laugh if my mama did something. Like that, yeah, because it will create hell on earth. Well, yeah, man, I want to go to the buffet more than I want to laugh at her. Yeah, wise. And you know, like Paige, how do you feel about if mom ain't happy, ain't nobody happy? How do you feel about that as a woman? And this is this time of women. I wish I had the power to do that because Mama never got her way. And I'm not passive aggressive. I'm very to the point. So if I'm pissed, I'm you know just going to say, you know what. Whatever. No, Let's disagree you're going to start disagree. saying no more. That's what you're. This is what yes. this is. You. Have. I always gave in to everybody, and I just didn't care. It's I time guess. for Mama to be happy. Mama needs to be happy. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Mama goes that's through funny. life going, okay. Everybody else is whining. I'm tired of hearing about it. I don't but, care where we eat. This is going on for a half an hour. Just a, pick a place. It's a cute little phrase. It's a cute little thing you'd buy on a plaque at the jockey lot to hang somewhere or whatever. That kind of thing. If mom ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. What but it, it sets mean? a dangerous precedent for little girls who hear that. It's joking, and I'm not saying it's ruining kids or anything like that, but it's almost like saying oh. sometimes – you know what I'm saying? Eggshells. Yeah. You never say that about daddy. Yeah. Well, you should. Well, I, I mean, uh, look, you know. It's the, if the kids ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. That's the damn yeah, thing. Yeah, kids are whining. Yeah, Everybody's whining miserable. and complaining. It's always been my philosophy, my, just my personal philosophy. Again, Put them old, outside. Old-timey, <laughs> so old-timey that I might be somewhat sexist because I'm old-timey. Yeah. It's always been my philosophy that, you know, if mama ain't happy, well, daddy needs to be doing something about it. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Unless it's like, you know. My parents growing up, there wasn't nothing to be done about Nothing to be done? <laughs> Daddy's not doing his job. Within reason, do something about it. But, if the, yeah, if there's nothing anybody on earth can do about it, then you, you're screwed. Yeah. 
is the Rise Guys Morning Show. Let's go. We got some folks on hold. I say we go to Anonymous first. Anonymous tells me that it's either embarrassing or they just, you know, something maybe they're not proud of or something. Who knows? Anonymous, you're first on the All Advice Show. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, you, sir. I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm well, thank you. What's your uh, What's your issue? What What you need advice for? Well, yeah. So I was calling uh, for advice. Um, my uh, so my ex wife, you know, has gotten remarried, and the guy she uh, is married to, uh, you know, makes a lot of money, and he kind of likes to throw his money around uh, quite a bit. And uh, I mean, I don't want people to get the wrong idea, you know, that you know. This isn't, you know, I'm a regular guy. Uh, and it's, I mean, I'm not jealous that he makes all this money. Uh, you know, my kids, you know, live with them. And you that's know, what I was going to say. So your ex-wife does have full custody? Uh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, she has custody. And, you know, it's great that, you know, they get to have nice things and they get to experience things that they probably wouldn't normally have otherwise. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, and... I mean, the issue is, you know, it's just when when I get them, you know, when it's my weekend and they come over with me, it's, you know, it's just, you know, they're always bored. You know, I don't have all the, the you know, the toys that they have. I don't have the trampoline or the swimming pool. Um, <laughs> you know, I have the one old beat-up game system where they have all the, they each have their own game system at home that's, you know, the newer kinds. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't have... All the stuff that they're used to, you know, riding around on four wheelers and stuff. Yeah. Um, so, in other words, and, you're trying to say, like, you know, I'm I'm glad that my kids are getting that experience, and you're not jealous, but it's kind of like, what do I tell them? They're not at the age where maybe they understand it. They want to know why Daddy doesn't have the fun things at his house. Yeah. 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 And it's just, you know, I mean, you know, I wouldn't say that. You know, I mean, I have great kids. You know, I wouldn't say that. You know, that they just are wanting things all the time, but I just, I'm afraid they're just getting a little spoiled with his kind of, you know, with the kind of lifestyle that he can provide them. Yeah. And, um, like at Christmas, you know, I was telling them uh, we should go to the beach this summer and go down to Myrtle beach. And they're all just like, Oh, why can't we go to Disney world or, or, you know, New York or, you know, basically someplace you have to get on a plane to go to, or mm-hmm. something that costs a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the, I feel like they're... They don't realize uh, yeah. that stuff like that can be just as much as enjoyable as something that costs thousands of dollars and you got to fly away to it. Yeah, and they're, they're being conditioned right. to a way of life that is obviously not your way of life. And hell, honestly, probably won't be their way of life when they have to strike out on their own in life later on. No, no. Exactly. And I just, you know, I'm just wondering, you know, what can I do? You know, I'm just... You know, a regular job. I work nine to five. You know, uh, and you know, you know, I love my kids, but I I hate feeling that you know I don't have the money to spend on him on them like he does. Yeah. You know, that I'm disappointing them, and uh, you know, I just you know that I don't want them to think that I'm not doing enough. You know, to make them happy. So, yeah. uh, Have you said you know, anything that, to their mom about this? I mean, you know. It, I, I, it, I, I totally, like, I, I don't identify this. I totally feel this, though, man, because, uh, you know, I'll, I'll just give you a real as rain example. My, uh, my child had a great aunt who was quite wealthy, and she would just, 
she would just give crazy gifts. I mean, just ridiculous gifts, you know, for Christmas. Like one Christmas, out out did Santa Claus, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and, wow. and and yeah, and that that was a, a, a weird precedent. And I, you know, and this is a, a different analogy, but I just sat down with my kid and I said, "Look, that woman's real old, mm-hmm. and uh, well, and she's worked her whole life. I yeah. mean, she was retired. They did well, you know." And I'm like, "Your daddy's in his 30s. This was years ago. I said your daddy's in his 30s. You know, I can't compete with that." And and I caught her at a young enough age. I, I think it was like a seven, eight, nine, around mm-hmm. that age, where I just kind of told her to say, look, it, it, it's, it, you have to look at sometimes the, the different paths that people are in their life, yeah. what season they're in their life, and what age they are in their life. Because I sometimes see, uh, you know, uh, people that I know living a great lifestyle, but they're significantly older than me. And I'm like, you know what? I hope at that age I have that, but right now I don't. Well, yeah, and, and when you talk about telling your kid that, how it's... It's got to be harder in his spot because it's his kids. They're living like that every day, every day, except a couple days every couple weeks when they come to see him. Yeah, so they're getting that kind of treatment every single day, except when they come see him like two days out of every fourteen or so. So yeah. that's got. I mean, that's a. It's not easy. I don't imagine. I don't know. Paige, if you were the mom in the middle here, what would you tell him? What would you tell the kids? I've been through that, where you know the grandparents have spoiled my son. Severely, and he's got everything at home. But what I give him is not something that's going to stick him in front of a video game or the TV or eat whatever he wants. I do activities where we're spending time together. He's having the most fun he ever has and going places that he's never been before. Yeah. So it's quality time, not where he's just by himself entertaining himself that he would be doing at home. And that kind of helped us out. But, you know, we don't have the money to have a big vacation. We went on small vacations and, you know, he enjoyed it, but that's all we can do. But that's the best thing to do is give him a quality life and, you know, take him to the lake, take him to the beach. There's small trips that you can go yeah, on. But here. what does he tell them when they're like, we want to go on a, a vacation where we fly there and have to check our bags and go to exotic Places. Tell him the truth. He said he wanted to take him to the beach. They were disappointed. They didn't want to go to Myrtle Beach. They didn't want to go to the beach he can take them to. So what do you do then? Well, I mean, if you have them for the weekend, you say, this is our family trip. This is what we're going to do. You suffer through it. I I mean, that's all you can do. I think that's that's... where he's at. He's just like, you know, how does he make his young kids understand that? And it's almost like they would feel as though if I have to leave all the fun and fun and frivolity of at home with mom and stepdad, why would I want to go to my real dad's house when he's just bored and doesn't have, I'm not saying that uh, yeah. detrimental to you, sir, but oh. I'm saying it from their point of view that I, I totally get it. I, I see the point of the kids, the point of view. Do they like to go, do they, when you say they like to ride four wheelers, do they like like fishing and hiking and just being outdoors or do they just, do they just want to do it when it's like four wheelers and gators and expensive toys? Uh, you know, I mean, right now it's just, you know, you know, that's all I get. So basically I just, that's all I get is kind of the, the whining and complaining about, you know, yeah. of, yeah, I, I don't have the big stuff for them to, to fool around with, you know, uh, you know, so I, mean, you know, that's, I just feel like, you know, it's like this, like this big fancy, you know, kind of you know, great Gatsby kind of life that they're getting used to and that they're just losing, I'm afraid they're going to lose touch with reality. Like you say, you know, that yeah. when, when they grow up, you know, even if they get, I mean, 
maybe they could get jobs like he has, but maybe not. And then, you know, they're not going to, you know, they're not going to be grounded anymore. And, and I just don't, I don't want to feel like I'm losing them because I'm always, you know, the boring weekend, you know, and, you know, they can do so much more exciting stuff with them. And, <laughs> you know, and I haven't, I haven't talked to my wife about it because I mean, it's, it's not really their fault. I mean, I don't want to, you know, it's not like oh, lavishing them with like, you know, on purpose, but, uh, they just, they, they, they're doing what they can do and, and I can't do it. And, um, you know, and, you know, my kids, you know, they're, you know, the, the oldest is 13. So, you know, you know, she's kind of getting to the age where, you know, material things kind of mean more in the moment, you know, yeah. and, um, it's, you know, you know, I just, I just, I want them to know that, you know, I'm still doing my best for them. And, uh, and one thing that, you got to remember too, though, is that, I, I imagine your kids aren't when they come to your house or whatever. They're singing all the praises of, "Oh yeah, we have the trampoline, we have this, and we miss this." Because we, but you know, I'm, I'm sure it's not a Gatsby lifestyle. I mean, no. I'm, they they have rules. They probably have chores and homework and all that stuff. But they're going to talk about the the good stuff. Obviously, I just think you got to be. You have. Uh, I think I hear passion in your voice where you really, honest to God, care about your kids and their future and everything. I would just set them down, especially the 13 year old, and just. Let them look in your eyes and tell them how you really feel. Say, look, I work hard. I bust my ass, and maybe one day we'll get to do those things. But for right now, the only thing I can give you is what I can afford to give you and and hopefully uh, you know, a good upbringing. And, and, and that right there, you know, it might, you might not see it on their face now, but down the road they'll remember that conversation forever. I guarantee you. And they're your kids. You know them. You know kind of. You know. You see. You got an advantage there because you know them, and you know what you like. You know what they're into. Even sometimes when they don't, and you can use that. Like, I'm not saying manipulate your kids. I'm just saying no. You know things they might be into. So yeah. take a chance on things you think they might like, and they might like it. Yes. And and teach them the things that you like doing. You'd be surprised. They may like it too. You know. Don't listen okay. to what Paige said. No, I mean idea. that's what my husband did, and then and then now that my now that his dad passed, he's like, oh, dad took me to do this. Dad taught me how to play golf. Dad, you know, different things like that. Yeah, you know, it doesn't take a lot of money to be a good dad. It just takes patience and willing to teach them and love them. You know. Yeah, I think he's got all that. He's just saying that you know, how, how does he compete? And you don't. You did. You just. You can't, and you shouldn't. But I, I would, the thirteen year old. If if you think it's possible, set them down and and just just be honest with them, just like you have with us. I, I promise you to ring true uh, to them. Maybe not today, but down the road it will. And that's really all you can do. You know, as a as a parent, I find sometimes when my child asks me, you know, oh, can I have this or that, and I say, you know, I, I can afford to do it. I'm not talking about lavish stuff, but you know, little tiny things. But then I say, but what is that teaching her to constantly say yes? Kids scream that they want to hear no. Sometimes they, they don't. They don't realize they do, but they they yearn for that structure. If you're told yes all the time, then you're raised to think that's life, and you're always going to hear yes. But life is full of no's. Matter of fact, more no's than yeses. I guarantee you. So the 14 year old, I don't know the age of the younger one, but the 14 year old, I, I would imagine, is ready to hear that. And if you don't think so, then maybe wait till the time is right. But you you you're a good dad. You can hear it in your voice. You just do the best you can and keep doing it. I mean, I know that's not necessarily great, but you're you're doing the best you can, and you got to just tell them that. And when they hear that from you, with all 
you know, joking and, and, and all that aside, I think they'll believe you and kind of understand where you're coming from. I hope, anyway. Okay. You want to take him to Carolyn's? Right. They have tickets. All right, sir. Good luck with everything. I hope it works out for you. I really, really do. And you give us a call down the road if you'd like to update us on everything, okay? All right. Thanks, All right. guys. Thanks, man. A lot. All right, thank you. Well, is he the product of, you know, are his kids the uh, beneficiaries of some uh, money shaming? Maybe money the guy shaming. knows that he can't keep up and he's putting it on them. Yeah. You get your kids everything you can't get them. No, he's not. I mean, well, you know, maybe he is, but uh, I, I, Who knows? I can't imagine that's the, the motivation for it. Although he could be showing out for the kids to, you know, for the wife to say, look at what he's doing for my kids. He cares. Look at his old daddy over there. He'll, he'll care. She don't realize. I'd talk to her, too. His focus has been too much on what he doesn't have and not enough on what he does have to yeah. offer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's just got to come around and not thinking so much about what he can't offer, but what he can offer that the other guy can't. Right. The Rise Guys Morning Show. Paige, I have an update for you from hey. your own damn headline story. Really good. Remember the thing about sex robots? Uh-huh. And it was uh, not a real doll, meaning, you know, those things that they sell where it's it's like, a, think blow-up doll, but with skin that feels real. And they even have some that will show like a breathing motion. And now they're developing them with AI where you can have conversations with them, do the whole nine yards. They walk, they talk, they move about. They're real robots. Nine blew my mind this morning. There's your bleep show. He blew my mind this morning with some information about sex dolls. Okay. He ordered 14 of them. (laughs) (laughs) What blew your mind is that I had enough money to buy 14 of these things. What are they selling for? Wow. No. (laughs) You know, do you want to say it, Jimmy? They're $15,000 a piece? Well, it's not that, but... We all have our, our, our preconceived notions about this, right? Mm-hmm. What are the preconceived notions about that? That I'm thinking that if you ordered 14 sex dolls, he's, he's going to have a robot brothel. Well, if they were shipped <laughs> by Amazon, that costs taxpayers a lot of money, too. Mm-hmm. No. What is your preconceived notion about a sex doll? About one that you can talk to, it can maybe move, it breathes, it has skin that feels like human flesh, the whole deal. Who's your buyer? Who's your demo? Who are you going after? What market? Mm-hmm. What demographic? It had to be young single men. Bingo. Young single. I was he thinking was middle-aged men. Middle-aged men with money. Yeah, yeah more money. So Fatboy says young men, college yeah. age. Paige says men with money. Yeah, men that can get. I mean, Fatboy can get. Late. You are. <laughs> oh, you don't get some buddies to throw in on it. Look at Paige over laughing. <laughs> Paige, you're wrong too. It's women. Hmm. Mind-blowing. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that women are the primary market for proposed sex dolls, but they're alarmingly, surprisingly, shockingly into it. They are the number one buyers. What? No, women. Can we confirm that? For that themselves? they are, in fact, number one buyers of sex dolls? I thought that's what you told me this I morning. never said that. I said they're way more into it than people thought. I didn't say they were buying more than men. I just said that women want these because they're, they're, they're making male sex robots now. And, and the demand is huge for women. Yeah, but they—they they haven't. I can't say they're they're selling more of these than they are the female. Well, I misheard you. I thought it was like the number one selling one. It's but big. I, I can see if you bought the female one, then you'd shut your husband up and you'd say, "Here's your threesome." Jesus. So you're thinking most of the people wow. buying these are married, then? Because I wasn't thinking that. No, I wasn't either. Because that's, I would just end the argument I mean, that's right a $15, there. Fifteen thousand dollars sex right toy. Yeah, for but, married people? Yeah, but you ain't got to deal with any of the drama. Here's, this is what I think about this with with sex dolls. Again, this isn't a blow-up doll. These, This is technology where, again, it 
it breathes, it mm-hmm. can have conversations, the whole thing. I think what happens here is that so many people have been through horrible relationships that they get to a point where they say, I would rather have a sex robot or a robot of companionship than I would to deal with the real thing. Right. People come to that point in their lives, I bet you, every day where they say, you know what? I bet you women have. I bet you there's women out there that haven't been with mm-hmm. a man in five years, and maybe that's because she's got it all taken care of in the uh, in the nightstand, you know? <laughs> too, much <laughs> too much hassle. Way too and much hassle. There, there, there are men out there probably in the same boat who just – it's. It's a lot of hassle, they think. If it goes one way, it goes the other way oh, to some sure. extent, too. Oh, you know? without question. It, it, it has to. It, the whole thing is that you think that instant messaging and chat rooms and texting and all that stuff over time led us kind of down this path because we've slowly taken the personalization out of it to now you want a relationship with a robot? Because we've been talking to people without actually talking to them for going on 25 years now. Yeah. So it's become less and less personal to now pay the piper. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Rowdy. And that's the reason thing, Paige. That's that's some I don't even know if they've thought about it. I know. Well, that's great. <laughs> You're a freak. But no, I'm not a freak. I'm mm-hmm. just gonna admit let him be freaky and then there's no shame with it and then there's no jealousy. Yeah. Well, if it's a threesome, you're in there getting it on with a robot, too. But wouldn't you? Yeah, but still. <laughs> wouldn't you say, hey, honey, you here's an idea. Robot. Make her go do the dishes and uh, vacuum yeah. and everything while we're in here banging. She'd be, she'd be my maid and his sex slave. Yeah, a maid robot. That's what I would have. But here's the thing. Is it cheaper to keep a robot or is it cheaper to get married and have a divorce? It's a great point because you fif- spend 15 grand on it. Like, Where do you go for like a tune-up? Yeah. Or, I don't know what kind of maintenance they require, yeah. what kind of How service you clean plan. It. And what if the batteries always run out before you're right ready to go and it just like, I think like charge don't it with die a USB. on me. If you, have, uh, <laughs> if you have your sex robot thing, your robot you, you hang out with and just watch TV and I get naked with, whatever. Um, <laughs> it's a lithium ion, Bob. But whatever, though, the uh, you take it in and you have an emotional attachment to this thing. So you got to take it in to get the oil changed. Yeah. And if you see him doing that, you're going to go punch somebody in the face. That's why I thought you were buying it to change its oil yourself. Hands off my, my robot, man. Hey, you want to hear from a new caller, brand new caller from Hendersonville. It's P1 Bog Brown, according oh, to this. What? <laughs> Hi, Bob. How are you? This is Bog oh, here. What's up, Bog? Bog Brown. My bad. Big. Jeff changed your name to Bog, so you know how it works. My bad. Time Happy official. New Year, guys. Happy New Year. No. Oh, yes, I got him. I got him. Got him on the 10th. Good job, Big. You said it. Got him. (laughs) Damn it. What's up, uh, Big? How are you, sir? Doing good, guys. How are you? Good. Do you have a sex robot? No. No. I I don't have that much money, but what I was thinking is... Don't you love how everybody says... It's, I don't have that much money. You're not saying you wouldn't have one. If they were nineteen ninety nine on QVC, <laughs> yeah. you'd order 14 of them. Well, uh, good point. Good yeah. point. No, I wouldn't have one. I, I'd have nowhere to put it there again as well. So true. Bend over and I'll show you. <laughs> After, you know, a lot of guys that go out with a girl, take her to dinner, take her to movies and stuff like that, they're not even guaranteed to sleep with a girl at the end of the day. So this might be like, hey, I'm not going to spend all this money on this these women no more. I'll just buy a sex robot and then start online. It will ruin the economy, Big. Big, this is not what Chattahoochee, this is not where he went after the burger and the grape snow cone. He went and hung out with friends. He didn't go home with his robot. Eventually, you know, they had this problem on uh, Futurama where they outlawed people from dating robots. Robosexuals, yeah. Oh my goodness. Wow. 
Wow. You're not going to break up. The robot, I don't think it's going to break your heart. So if you you're afraid of getting hurt. Something. Do you think eventually there'll be <laughs> activists for AI where they'll yes. say, you made that robot do this and that while <laughs> you were doing this? Dude, you're, you're, science fiction has already covered all of this. It's all coming. Every bit of really? it is going to happen. No. Absolutely it is, Paige. Why not? Uh, 20 years ago, would we be having sex with robots? Know, you said but, no, but never. Imagine, 20 years ago, no. would you be suing a cell phone maker because your kid's addicted to it? I don't no. want to be no. a juror in these cases. I would laugh through the whole court case. Like, who's going to win? Who is if harmed? You can fast food restaurant because their coffee's too hot. I think you could sue anybody yeah. nowadays. Yeah, I think so. you're right, Bog. But it's, yeah, it's a good point, Big. It's kind of like uh, well, that woman's third-degree burns, Big. You've seen the photos. Come yeah, on. That was rough. If that was your grandma, you'd have sued somebody, too. Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> The, uh, the, the I guess you'd be going to get a bog mat, man. <laughs> Artificial intelligence. Thanks, Jeff. So <laughs> typo. Good job, Rest in peace. So bog black. if it's if it has intelligence and you're being mean to it, it knows you're being mean to it. It'll leave your ass. Yeah, oh, and they have those rights, or they will eventually. They will, because yeah. again, science fiction movies have covered all this. So if it's, you know, let's say the robot's misbehaving, you know, they say to punish a child now, you take away, you don't take away the cell phone, you take away the charger. Is that what you do to the robot now? You just take away oh the charger? Oh, my God, charger? yes. You take away the charger Look, for the USB. That would be violating that robot's right to life. Are you saying if they had a cheap one that you could go to Bog Lots and buy? You wouldn't go to Bog Lots. Maybe not Bog, bog Lots, maybe another Bog Box retailer. Well, you think it would have to be disposable? Because would you want to send your... To the maker and let them see no. how you violate it. Well, no. if you had a wife and a robot, would it be bogamy? Well, it could <laughs> be. It could be. Uh, joke well, of the day, fellas. It was. <laughs> Listen, we no, appreciate no you. It's the notorious, <laughs> the notorious BOG, everybody. Thank you, Bob Brown. Have a good morning, sir. Happy New Year, Matt. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, top bog off. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. That's painful. Yeah, that's that, what I said is was brilliant. Thank you very much, Matt. Why are we spending time to make sex robots? Why are we not making worker robots? We have the auto industry has almost been replaced by them up north. Wait, they, those are different. That's just a robotic <laughs> arm that attaches something. You know what I mean? Well, it used to that was a man's arm. I had to attach it and set it down there. Well, oh, yeah, yeah, but I th- I, like when you, when I hear worker robots, I'm thinking more practically applied robots, as yeah. in. Go find you a real flesh and blood human being to get naked with. Right. But easy maybe, for you to say. maybe. Put your clothes on. No, it wasn't easy for me to say. It wasn't easy for me to do. But eventually, I did. anyway. Eventually, <laughs> wait. It's, it's virtue. Artificial intelligence. <laughs> now it all makes sense. Um, but uh, artificial yeah, intelligence will be able to make all those wonderful lotions and hand soaps. Forgot what I was saying. <laughs> it's Bog's fault. It really was. Well, uh, this is gonna. Distort people's, you know, perception of what a relationship should be. Oh, I got you. Yeah. When I think about a worker robot, I think about, like, you know, go cut the grass. And don't do it like these little robot things that go right around and cut your grass. No. Like, actually push the mower and actually do it. So if something goes wrong with the lawnmower, you can use your robot mind to fix the problem and keep cutting grass. Not that if my my grass-cutting Roomba thing breaks down, i got to go take it and fix it myself to cut the grass. VCR repair is going to be replaced by robot repair. Yeah. You You should go to college for that, kids. Did you see the pizza-making robot? Doing it in Italy. So they hooked a chef up with all these sensors like, you know, they would with a ball player when they do the games. Yeah. So he's making a pizza with all the sensors on. The robot 
Robok. <laughs> Robok. The robot mimics Robach. what he's doing. And it takes him about 30 minutes just to make it and put it in the oven, but still. Like he's making the pizza. Yeah. You know, the, the <laughs> cooking rats. You know? The cartoon. Like making it and everything. Yeah. Wow. Wait. Yeah. Wow. So you just kind of, you know, censor yourself doing this. Right. <laughs> but our, it's weird that our first thing with the walking, talking robots is. Wait, let's have sex with them. Let's have sex with the robot. You know? <laughs> no, I'm thinking like, no, no, no. Go wash the car, robot. Go wash the car and go, yeah, anything. Do something productive. Like, go do something I don't want to do. You could do that while it's washing the car or cutting the grass. Yeah, you could. And still. What kind of robot you want then? Just a general robot to do lawn work and stuff. Yeah. Yard work. Yeah. Basically car. a slave. A slave bot. Yeah, kind of. But see, again, with AI rights, you'd have to pay the robot. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Ah, forget it. I'll do it my damn self. These robots are not your property. Uh, I just want to call up and say that your show is a kick ass. Keep up the good work. I don't know what I do without listening to y'all show every day. I'd be bored as hell. Uh,